Put the suckers works out, man, it's time to drink. You know, all I need is some afterward drinks. This is how we do when the week is Welcome to the After Work Drinks Podcast. Here are your hosts. Back in the saddle after a long hiatus, I am your host, Pooch. And uh, I guess if you hadn't heard the reason why I was gone, if you missed that uh, social media post uh, a ways back, I uh, had a little bit of a health issue. Um, I guess the Cliff's Notes on it is uh, a couple nights in a row, I, I woke up with like numbness, tingling, and uh, basically just like fire in my arms. And, uh, you know, everybody's like falling asleep funny on their arm and, you know, like, oh, man, pins and needles. Uh, I thought it was that for about five seconds and then realized it was much, much worse. Uh, And that was plaguing me for a while. Started to get really freaky because obviously uh, you need the use of your arms. So um, I started noticing that my right ring finger would get like locked and like stuck and like hard to like unclench a fist. It started, you know. Scary stuff, really freaky. Uh, so basically, uh, the long and short of it, uh, after a few doc visits, uh, an MRI, uh, I got the results that I had some pinched nerves and some inflammation. So uh, I got put on some meds for the inflammation, got sent to physical therapy, did weeks of that. I uh, just finished up somewhat recently, and uh, I'm not quite 100%, but I'm feeling much, much better. Uh, depending on the day, we'll say we're like between like the 80th and 90th percentile. And uh, I'm continuing doing my physical therapy exercises at home. And uh, obviously, I'm well enough to uh, get back to my hobbies and my passions and my loves, which include this podcast. Unfortunately, when uh, when that kind of hit me uh, around the end of the year and between the holidays, uh, end of 2019 uh, into this year, up until recently, uh, because of that, we, we have what I'm now calling the, the lost episode. We had recorded some content for our holiday episode, uh, featured two of my buddies that are musicians, uh, another buddy, uh, Pico, who you've heard on the show before, and uh, you know we were splicing in content for them, had like a really huge holiday show. Uh, And now, you know, unfortunately, uh, because of passage of time, there's still some good content in there. Uh, I'll probably repurpose some of it, you know, pull out some of the holiday stuff, because at this rate, you know, was it going to be Christmas in July by the time we get this out? You know, we don't want that. But uh, there was some good discussion. There was some funny stuff. And and definitely... uh, I want that to to reach your ears. I want that to to have the light of day. So we will be releasing the lost episode uh, shortly thereafter, the one you're listening to right now. So thank you guys for jumping back on board with us. Uh, whether you're listening right now through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or through our host SoundCloud, uh, we really really appreciate that. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at AWD Podcast. And on Twitter, at AWDPod, uh, there's going to be some changes in the show, uh, starting with this one. Uh, changes in show length and segments that we do. Uh, you might only get one or two segments a show now, as opposed to the whole gamut that you're used to getting. Um, we're going to do some special episodes that might just be centered around like one activity or one event. Uh, you know, things that are a little different than how we've, we've done things the past year and a half. 
Um, and it's all with the goal of just being uh, a tighter, more consumable package. Uh, put that bow on the, on the top, the cherry on top, and just make it something that's easier for you guys to uh, listen to on your commute or you know when you're just chilling at home before bed, whatever the case may be. Whenever, however you listen to your podcast, uh, we, we appreciate your time. Uh, we know that in, in the year 2020, people's attention spans are like nothing. You know, We have so many distractions, so many things pulling uh, our eyes and ears all over over the place and uh, I just want something that is uh, quick to the point and enjoyable for you guys so probably moving forward uh, gone will be like the hour and a half two three hour mega episodes uh, that you'd have to like listen to in multiple sittings you know uh, I realize not everybody has time for that and now just with what's been going on with me and my busy schedule you know it's hard for me to find the time to uh, to you know crank out that content with with my busy everyday life and stuff outside of this podcast so it's not fair to you it's not fair to me uh, I want you guys to enjoy it I don't want it to be a chore to have to listen to so much of it so uh, look from now forward to like a little bit smaller more compact episodes uh, a little tighter a little more to the point uh, we're gonna try to make sure it's always under an hour Hour for you guys. So uh, that's one change that you can expect. Uh, today's pod, though, let's get to why we're here. Today's pod will feature my interview that I did with Zach Judicus of One Allegiance Brewing. And uh, that was before they opened up, which was nice because uh, I've never had the timing, I guess, to uh, to have that that luxury, that privilege to be like, hey, brewery owner, uh, talk to me about your place that's not even opened its doors to the public yet. Like, what can we expect? Very cool of Zach to sit down and do that. But first, you know, obviously I'm talking about him opening his doors and you're probably sitting here listening to this like, yeah, whenever that happens. And yes, that that is true. Uh, this interview was recorded before a certain something hit the world in full force. Obviously, the situation has changed now between recording and editing and now the time that I'm releasing this. So before we get started with the interview, we are going to have to address that elephant that's sitting over there in the corner of the room. It's time for all the latest news and events. What's going on? This is What's Happened. Now, usually, as you know, this is our segment where we like to promote... Uh, news out there in uh, in the industry, news in the alcohol world uh, with beer, wine, and spirits. But obviously, in light of what's going on and what seemingly will be continuing to go on for many weeks, maybe months, there's nothing more important than everyone's health and what's going on right now. So gone from this segment will be uh, the talk of mergers and who bought out who and who's releasing a new product and uh, you know, who's doing this cool thing and all that jazz, you know. And obviously the second part of it is here based in Chicago. Uh, we like to promote, you know, Chicago, greater Chicagoland area, sometimes Illinois events that are upcoming that you can go to. Uh, obviously all those events are canceled. So this is a little bit different edition of what's happened because really the only thing that's happened in the beer world and in the world period right now is coronavirus, COVID-19, or coronavirus, as Cardi B says it. Uh, I don't want to joke too much because obviously it is a serious issue. But right now, basically, you've got only essential employees going to work. Uh, you know, that was just recently enacted. And you've got people that are staying home and working from home 
unfortunately in some cases not able to work at all people being laid off because of the industry they work in um, there is no work at home from certain industries you know so uh, that's been pretty rough you have people that are continuing their schooling from home online and uh, something that you're not used to seeing as much uh, but now it is the only mode of operation for for our favorite breweries uh, just like people schooling beer has now gone online uh, basically in an effort for breweries especially smaller tap rooms and brew pubs to stay afloat financially during uh, this uncertain time uh, they've all moved to online operations only so uh, basically you know you'd have to look up the details per your favorite place everybody's doing it a little bit differently but essentially uh, breweries are closed there's no sit-down business uh, everybody is doing like to go maybe a couple cases you're allowed to come inside uh, you know I think like Benny's maybe still has like very limited hours and is letting people come inside but for your actual breweries uh, I'm thinking that most people from what I've been reading in the early going uh, are not really letting people into the store too much anymore uh, everything is website designs that these brewers these owners these employees had to like bust their ass like overnight in like a 24 to 48 hour period to create a, a website with a POS and list all their stock their product you know whether it's merch glassware um cans of beer bottles of beer crowlers growlers like you pretty much got to click online pre-purchase it and then come during their scheduled hours and, and pick up windows uh for the to-go service uh curbside pickup uh many people are doing contactless uh pickup or contactless delivery where it's like all right bro i'm just gonna leave your stuff here you come along in a minute and swipe it we don't cross paths the financial transaction was already taken care of online um, there are a few places I'm seeing delivery. Uh, if you live in the neighborhood, free delivery on a lot of them. Uh, much like a lot of food places are now offering food delivery uh, for free in, in these trying times. So, God, it's just crazy and, and, it, and it's rough. And everybody's just trying to find a balance between um, safety, but also, you know, keeping afloat. You hear a lot of talk about the economy right now, but just in like a micro way, uh, people are trying to keep their employees paid like you know uh craft beer community is a tight-knit community nobody wants to see their friends and family like laid off and lose a job over this so uh you know what i can say is uh look up your favorite breweries see if they offer this try to give them your business if you can um most of them are doing a great job of the pickup situation being like a six feet or hey we don't cross paths at all type of thing uh, they're practicing safety. They're making sure that, you know, growlers, crawlers, fills like that aren't getting contaminated. And I don't know anybody out there listening's financial situation. So by no means am I, you know, going to pretend like I know. But if working from home, staying at home means you're spending less gas, uh, maybe not buying as much food or having nights out uh, partying or eating dinner at fancy restaurants and things like that. If that's like helping you save money, I'm not going to tell you that you don't need that money saved. A lot of us, you know, it's like, hey, I need every penny I can save right now. But if you do find that that is giving you uh, a little bit extra cash flow and you're doing all right financially, uh, please consider helping out the, the employees at your favorite places by giving them your business with uh, to go. And by going on their websites, many of them are having like virtual quote unquote tip jars. 
and uh, GoFundMe's and things like that, just trying to have money so that their staff that they unfortunately have to strip down uh, to a skeleton crew and you know send the rest home. Like they want to make sure their staff can pay their bills. Um, really, really tough. So if you do have any money to spare, please uh, try to maintain some normalcy in uh, you know your beer purchases. You might not be able to sit down and drink the pint there, but you know get some stuff, take it home. Uh, and just, you know, think about trying to help out those people because they're in an industry that's going to really get the screws to them right now. And you get the impression that they put dates on this about, you know, how long we have to stay at home for. And it just kind of has the feeling like, you know, the date is going to keep getting pushed back, um, possibly deep into the spring, into the summer. Who knows? I'm, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a medical expert, but, uh, hopefully we can all stick together through these times and uh specifically <clears throat> we can talk about how this affected one allegiance uh we'll be playing the interview in just a second uh, again this was recorded at the very beginning of march and uh it was kind of when there might have just been the most minute rumblings of coronavirus uh you know like kind of knew it was going on in china didn't think it was a big deal here in the u.s yet uh whatever your opinions are on how our you know, local and and federal government handled it. If they could have, you know, started uh, addressing it sooner, more seriously, most people think that's probably the case. But uh, when this interview was recorded, it was kind of just like, uh, you know, if you watch CNN or like a you know all news all the time channel, you maybe kind of had an inkling of what was going on, but you didn't realize that in a couple weeks it was going to go from heavy recommendation that you stay distanced from people and then from oh you're not listening to we have to make you listen you're all ordered to stay at home in isolation if you're sick quarantine yourself uh we didn't know that was coming at all so uh keep that in mind when you listen to my interview with zach we were talking about pie in the sky uh new brewery gonna open soon this spring and obviously that's changed a little but uh, a little bit maybe of a blessing in disguise as, as Zach, you'll hear, was grinding to, you know, finish the final construction and, uh, you know, do like the n- nice little aesthetic touches and decor and things and just finish up and ho- was hoping to open his doors soon. Um, while coronavirus making that, uh, who knows, indefinite type thing for when the actual people are allowed in the building grand opening. Um, this whole to-go business thing did probably let him start sling beer a little bit sooner because now it doesn't matter how pretty or or dusty or finished it is inside. As long as he has beer brewed, which he does, and as long as he has taps that work, which he does, uh, he has a to-go window. So it may have been a slight blessing. He may be able to get beer into your mouths a little bit sooner than he would have if he had to finish the inside of his building. Uh, So now it gives him a little bit more time to finish his construction and final touches while still serving you, the customer. Uh, He has a to-go window. People waiting in line to get their growlers and crawlers filled. Uh, There's demarcations on the ground, keeping everybody six feet from each other. It is uh, a really safe and organized system that he has. Uh, I've seen pictures of it online. I highly recommend that you help him out. You'll hear in the interview in just a second that it's been like a three-year process from uh, when he obtained the land and broke ground and you know started working on this and lots of obstacles and things throughout. 
and this is just one more, possibly the, one of the biggest ones that he's hit. When you know, when he thought that he got over the hump finally and got through it all and was just about ready to open, he gets hit with uh, this coronavirus thing and COVID nineteen, and still delaying his opening. So he's a great guy. It sounds like he's making some great beer. If you go on social media, the early returns are very favorable. And uh, I'll just stop right there and and basically say, please consider going to all your local breweries to go windows or pickup options. That includes One Allegiance. And on the backside of this interview, uh, I'll be back to tell you the specific details of business hours and things like that, where you could give your patronage to the One Allegiance to go window. But um, yeah, let's do this thing. We're going to take a quick 30 second break. And after that, you will hear my sit down with the new brewery on the block, the newest brewery in town. Zach Judicus from One Allegiance Brewing. My Instagram is weak as fuck. Instagram is weak as fuck. Instagram is weak as fuck. Cheese. Want to see what the guys are drinking, where they're drinking it, and who they're drinking it with? Visit them at Instagram.com slash AWD podcast. That's right. Let us know what you're drinking and tell us which breweries, wineries, and distilleries you think we should visit next. Follow us today at AWD Podcast. It's time for our featured interview. It's a celebration. So raise your glasses. Here's to you. Pooch here, After Work Drinks Podcast, and I am currently plunked down at One Allegiance Brewing in Chicago Ridge, and I am joined by Zach. Now, I don't want to butcher your last name. I have a weird last name, too. I, I want to make sure I don't butcher yours. How do we How do we say it? Judicus. Judicus. Okay. So, like, not Ludicrous, not Jadicus, but <laughs> Ju- Judicus? You got it, man. All right. Zach is the the owner, the man uh, behind this this lovely place that we're sitting in. That's almost done. Got a little little dust settling over here. Got a couple more things to go up, and uh, got some some beers brewing back there that I saw. Got a nice space out front here. Uh, weather's warming up in the spring. Uh, basically, what I what I see is a, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of a lot of potential that I can't wait to see in the spring. But before you guys open your doors, uh, we should probably talk about how, how did we get here? Uh, how did this thing go from an idea in your head to the place that we currently are sitting in? Absolutely, Pooch. It's been a process to get to this point. Um, I actually started uh, you know, working at a few other breweries, always had the dream of opening my own. You know, Then I started uh, searching for different properties, trying to find something that wasn't in a warehouse because all these breweries end up in a warehouse these days. and you know, I'm trying to go with some kind of different vibe and, and uh, actually looked for over a year and tried uh, different villages, different cities, you know, talked to um, permitting agencies and, you know, it's very tough these days to get anything commercial um, and ended up in Chicago Ridge. Um, four, five, six properties later, it's like I found this space and it was like, this is the one. Did you um, have like a, a big, like kind of like blanketed zone that you were trying to stay within? Or was it kind of like whoever would give me property at a decent <laughs> price, that's where I'm going to brew? Yeah, no. So I looked around everywhere, to be honest. I mean, I wanted to try to find a void in like the in the brewery market, though, too, at the same time. 
Um, I grew up in Hickory Hills, like less than a mile away. My parents still live there, so I'm super familiar with the area. I went to Stag High School, so this spot, um, Chicago Ridge, Oak Lawn, Payless Hills, you know, that kind of neighborhood is where I really wanted to stick around. And, you know, that's where I was focusing most of my effort. Um, but I looked around, you know, and um, further to the, to the eastern suburbs, western suburbs, I mean, everywhere, basically. I wanted to um, just find anywhere that would fit my, you know, my goal. And, and this came along, and it was like the perfect spot, so I couldn't pass it up. This uh, this is a pretty cool spot. Uh, I was telling you before uh, we went live with this that I was driving by one day and my girlfriend's like, "One Allegiance? What the hell? That's a brewery!" And I was like, "Wait, what? There's no brewery here!" And I like craned my neck and I looked and I was like, "What the hell?" So we go type it in on Facebook and we see like, "Okay, you're like coming soon. You know, you guys aren't open yet." And so I got excited. I was like, "Hey, I've never interviewed a brewery that's not open yet. They're still working toward it." So I was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's hit them up. Let's do that." Which is what brought us to today. But um, I think my, my next thought after that initial excitement of uh, New Brewery was exactly what you were just saying, like location-wise. I was like, I don't think Chicago Ridge is a, a burgeoning uh, you know, hotbed for craft breweries. Um, not that you have to go too long of a drive from here to, to get to some of the closer ones, but like, there's nothing right on top of you. I definitely feel like what you said, you're, you're servicing an area uh, around these communities that kind of needs it. There, there's not... There's local watering holes, but not local brewery watering holes. Sure. Uh, so I think that definitely was a smart play for you. Um, so you were telling me that this is about, what, three years in the making? Because you said you planted hops three years ago <laughs> in this nice backyard garden thing you have going on yeah, here. Yeah, 2016, um, I started this project um, really by myself. But since then, it's taken on a whole different group uh, you know, of people. Um, friends, family, I mean, me and my dad have built basically everything inside the building with our own bare hands, and it's it's been, you know, it's truly a, a family business now at this point. Uh, my sister will be behind the bar, um, so we're really excited to finally be pouring some beer here in, in the next, hopefully, few weeks. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been three years in the making. Um, so we, we don't, are anxious. We don't want to give out exact dates, but would it be fair to say, like, spring-ish early spring <laughs> spring is definitely um yeah definitely a doable date you know for us um we're hoping you know saint patty's day was always the goal but if it's with, a little with, later uh, yeah with with you know all other things that happen with construction and and uh you know approvals from all our final inspections and all after saint patty's day we're very anxious to start pouring some beer because we already have beer brewed so nice that's that's what everybody can expect at this point all right so uh spring will be the um vague but specific enough thing that we'll go with for now that uh it, it basically as soon as humanly possible as soon as you're ready and allowed to those doors will be open uh definitely looking forward to it but uh let's talk a little bit about your history uh you mentioned in there that you've worked at a couple places so uh what was your prior history in the industry this yeah. is this isn't your first for, foray you have a little bit of experience no so this isn't you know this is my first brewery um obviously but as far as working at other places, I mean, I actually got into beer. Um, I just loved the industry back when I was in school downtown. Um, just enjoyed going and checking out new places, and that's when every every new brewery was popping up in the city. And so that's what got me into the industry in the first place. And then eventually I graduated from college, and it's like I don't want to go into the corporate world. I want to do something cool and fun. You know, I'm young. 
I don't have a whole ton of bill, you know, a whole lot of bills to pay right now. So <laughs> it's like I'll go work at a, you know, at a brewery and enjoy myself. So I uh, first started at Blue Nose Brewery over in Hodgkins. Oh, nice. Before they opened up, you know, I came in, I helped them with a little bit of construction and finishing off the place and ended up sticking around. I was uh, assistant brewer, bartender, you know, whatever they needed, it just like any other place. You know, it's like you take on multiple roles that you didn't expect, but I, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, so I ended up leaving, you know, Blue Nose after a little bit of time because I uh, wanted to get in over to a, a different place and a different vibe. So I ended up moving to Short Fuse Brewing oh, wow. over in Schiller Park, an entirely different atmosphere. They are a full-on brew pub, have an awesome kitchen, um, eventually just getting into just pumping out beer and distribution everywhere. Um, so there now, was, did, did you have a, yeah, what was the roles there? I'm yeah, curious if, uh, if you had any of the brewing, uh, so there I was all back of house, all brewing. Um, I was, I had no interest in bartending at that time. I was just like, you know, I, uh, I got the bartending gig done before and I was like, I just want to brew some beer and, you know, kind of refine, uh, my craft and figure out, you know, what what I like and, uh, and, you know, learn the process. And so this, and this is there. very, very exciting for someone who's not here. But, uh, when my girlfriend hears this, she's going to like flip out that you had something to do with short fuse because, <laughs> uh, we're actually planning a trip to finally actually like go there, bought their stuff at, at you know, Benny's and everything plenty of times. Uh, and she has a few that she really likes, but never actually went in there, heard good things. Like you said, with the kitchen and everything, the whole nine yards. And, uh, this past holiday season, we went and saw the nutcracker. So we're going, out okay. to Rosemont Theater and we passed right by it and we're like oh man like you know like there it is right there like no excuse not to like don't have time today because we got other plans but we're gonna go there and uh one of her favorite beers that that she tried I think it was the first beer that that we ever tried from uh Short Fuse was at the Craft Cave at the uh, White Sox ballpark was Sticky Nuts okay to this day might be <laughs> be uh, one of her very favorite beers so uh, that's very exciting, actually, that you spent some time there. Um, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed Sticky Nuts because that beer was a nightmare to brew, and I was part of, like, me and Derek, uh, one of the first uh, brewers over there, were part of, like, the development of that beer, and um, that was all Derek's idea. I'll give him all the credit, um, but just putting toasted coconut into the beer and, and having to clean out a tank afterwards <laughs> is just not something you want to do ever as a brewer, but... You know, you, you got to do what you got to do and, and people enjoy it. And that's what, uh, at the end of the day, makes it all worth the while. Coconut whores like me very much appreciate your efforts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after Short Fuse, were there any other stops before you started doing your own thing? Yeah. So after Short Fuse, I wanted to get out of like the, the huge, big production type feel. And I ended up at Elmhurst Brewing, um, a small brew pub over in obviously Elmhurst, um, and I uh, was doing a little bit of brewing, a little bit of bartending, uh, you know, kind of getting a mixture of both, you know, both worlds. And um, over there, we had also the full kitchen, a um, little bit of everything. Uh, and, it, and, you know, it was a smaller feel, a more uh, family oriented, a lot of neighborhood people that would come by. You know, obviously, Short Fuse is near Rosemont, so you'd get all the tourist people that come yeah. in, and, and not, not, not a bad thing at all, but, you know, it's nice to get back to that small business, you know, the community feel, and Elmhurst Brewing was that kind of spot. 
That's cool, man. Yeah, like definitely, like you said, uh, just different vibes. Like from Blue Nose, like small little place, play some foosball over there. <laughs> yeah, games and you know couches, you know, just yeah. lounge around. And and like I said, I, I haven't been to Short Fuse, hoping to do it in the next month or so. Uh, haven't been inside, but I, I've heard plenty about it. Obviously, I know it's a bigger operation. Uh, and then to go small again with Elmhurst, so it's kind of bouncing all around Chicagoland sure. and uh, <laughs> different different styles of of uh, setups there. So that's pretty cool. Uh, does that bring us up to current day, or is there more to this resume? <laughs> <laughs> that is all. That is uh, my full brewery experience. You know, I got a little bit of uh, everything in there, though. Now I was going to ask you. Uh, originally, before I knew that you were doing all the brewing here, I was going to ask you how you uh, how you got your head brewer, but it is you yourself and I. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little bit of everything here, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, some days, but uh, it ends up being uh, the best of both worlds, though, being hands-on with, uh, I won't be behind the bar, I'll, I'll tell you that for upfront, <laughs> but uh, hands-on with the brewing, so that way, you know, I'm, I'm controlling everything as far as recipes and you know, cleaning tanks and stuff like that, but uh, it's it's definitely uh, a passion. Um, At some point, uh, I would. It worthwhile. You're gonna you're gonna be dabbling in so much as every owner has to. Uh, at some point, uh, I would assume we'll see a, an assistant over here to take some of that load off of you for the the brewing process. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're gonna bring on an assistant brewer here any day now. Um, it's just been one of those things, you know, obviously under construction and starting our first brews and stuff like that. There hasn't been a whole lot going on in the brewery until until a couple weeks ago now. So it's one of those things where basically immediately I'm ready to have an assistant brewer come on and take a little bit of a weight off my shoulders. If you ever need a, a taste tester, I got you. <laughs> You'll have to talk to my dad about that. He's head quality control. So oh, man. I'm not going to take over his gig, you know. Uh, he was here a little while ago. Yeah. I was going to I was gonna ask him if, if he's the head of quality control. I was going to ask him if I could like be his, uh, his understudy, his, <laughs> his little uh, Jedi. He could train me in the way ways of, of tasting beer but uh let's talk about the name possibly simple enough as it sounds but maybe there's more to it how did you settle on the name were there any other candidates or did you know right away this is what you wanted it to be yeah no i coming up with a, a brewery name let alone a beer name is just impossible these days because there's so many breweries around the united states and it's it's you know you go on google and it's like you come up with some idea and you google it and it it's taken, yeah. so it's it's very difficult. So we went through hundreds of different options. Um, the name came from you know myself um, before you know when I was starting the process. It was one of those things where um, I'm very patriotic, and it was one of those things. It was like you know I was looking into things based on the Pledge of Allegiance. I came up with uh, Allegiance Brewing, and that's of course taken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was reading about the Pledge of Allegiance and you know one of the things that just stuck was uh, one allegiance. You know uh, I'm an American and uh, we have a lot of people around the United States that you know are patriotic and love their country and uh, so it's just one of those things that stuck. And then one of those things that just went with branding because I went to school for business it was like you know I was kind of kind of sticking with the patriotic theme without being like in your face or anything but 
you know, so we were talking about it and I got a graphic artist that's been great, you know, helping with branding and designing my logo. He did a mural here that I, you guys will eventually, you know, come across and see. You can't miss it when you walk in the door. Trust me. In, in, but, uh, in beer we trust, <laughs> united by beer. You yeah, made, you made yeah. sure that you used all the, the taglines one would expect. So exactly. You know, who are it, we pledging our allegiance <laughs> to? Our one allegiance is to beer. And, and what says Americana and patriotism like an ice cold beer? You got it, man. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like we want to bring people together. And I think the whole craft industry is about bringing people together over one common theme. And, and that's beer. I love it. I love it. And uh, I also will love to see what uh, what's rocking and rolling in here then around the 4th of July Independence Day. That, <laughs> that'll be your signature, it sounds like. Absolutely. Uh, and then speaking of signatures, uh, do you guys have uh, something that you intend to be your flagship beer or beers that'll like anchor your menu like they're always on? So that's a great question. Um, Without knowing how, you know, our customers feel about every beer, you know, what they want to drink, you know, going forward, it's hard to say. Personally, you know, I know what I like and I try to stick to brewing what I like, um, but I want to keep people happy. Um, so one of my first few brews, um, one that I hope will stick around, um, is a Kolsch. And as a brewer, um, something that's just light, easy drinking is always super refreshing at the end of a, you know, like 12 or 16 hour day that... You know, yep. I basically spend here every day now. <laughs> so that's one of those that will probably stick around for a little while. Um, another one that I actually just brewed this morning is like uh, I'm calling it my house pale ale. Um, Cascade and Amarillo hops in the boil, and then I'll dry hop with some uh, newer, fruitier varieties that uh, I think people will really enjoy. So All that's right. another one. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I'm trying to keep a lot of variety on. Um, obviously, I told you. Um, I actually have 16 taps here. We're going to have a, you know, try to keep 8 to 12 beers on at all times. Um, so with, you know, maybe two or four flagships, we'll have a good variety of four or six or eight other beers that will always rotate. Um, and with those, obviously the big craze is juicy IPAs, and I love them just as much as the next guy. Um, so I have a solid base recipe, and actually that's my brew for tomorrow morning is nice. uh, a juicy IPA. So we'll keep uh, a good rotating, uh, you know, hop variety on as a juicy IPA at all times. Uh, sounds like a, a great plan, and uh, I like as you said with like the you know the pale ale and a Kolsch and, and stuff like that. Um, that refreshing beer that you can always, you know, throw some adjuncts in and, and change it up, keep it fresh. But uh, hopefully, like you said, if if the people receive the beer as well as you hope that, you know, those are some of your favorites, uh, I think you'll be presenting them at the right time as we head into spring and summer. That's when you want like that really easy drinker that's real refreshing. And uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be real exciting. I, I hope that the, the ones that you intend to catch on <laughs> and become uh, the mainstays uh, do become so because uh, as much as there's a lot of different like trendy beers that have been going on for a while right now, like you said, your juicies, your hazies and, and like pastry stouts and things like that. Sometimes you just need a good, you know, crisp, clean, you know, Pilsner, pale ale, a coal, something that's just like refreshing and like back to the old school, like, you know, as, as beer originated, like oldest time, like those recipes and, and putting your own unique twists on those. So uh, excited to see that. And uh, you touched on it a little bit. I was going to say if you would be focusing on any specific styles uh, or a wide variety. So it sounds like you have, you know, some styles that you like there, like your Kolsch and everything like that. You want to make sure you have on. Uh, but you're also 
with the juicy going to be following like a trend that's hot, that's selling that people are enjoying out there. Um, is there anything, I guess I'll, I'll rephrase the question since you sort of answered my <laughs> original way I was going to ask it. Um, you're going to try to keep some variety on here. Like you said, 10 to 12, uh, will there be maybe like styles of beer that you haven't brewed a ton in the, in the past that you'll just be like, Hey, like I'm going to give it a go. We'll see how it turns out. If it turns out well, like, Hey, that's my first insert this style of beer here. <laughs> like, do you, will you experiment a lot? Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, we're operating on a seven barrel system. Um, and at that scale, we are small compared to a lot of other breweries that push beer out in the market. You know, if you're getting into distribution with canning and, you know, selling to bars and restaurants, you really got to focus on a certain things and have your niche. But for us, especially on a seven barrel system, we're going to be experimenting all the time. So one of the big things that I want to try out is getting into more um, like German styles of beer, Belgian styles of beer, stuff that I wish I got to brew up more often at home, but unfortunately my family has their own taste preferences, so I got to <laughs> keep them happy with what beer's on tap at home. But, you know, here at the brewery, I want to keep, uh, you know, try some more saisons, wild ales. Um, I want to get into more barrel aging stuff um, where I didn't have that opportunity at home to do any barrel aging, but here it's one of those things where I definitely want to get that into the mix of things and, and keep people happy with that, so... We'll keep the variety, have that mixture, and then uh, you know some of those beers that people don't find too often at uh, at bigger breweries. So we want to get that going. Nice, yeah. I mean, like when you're home brewing, it's kind of like you know you're the boss. You can do what you want, but you know, as you said, you can't, you know, do everything at home. So now, uh, you got a little bit more of a, your own professional playground. Obviously you had some stops, you know, working for others before you got here, but now like you're the head brewer, you're the owner. So you could do any experiment you want back there. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think, uh, it sounds like you have a solid plan in place to, you know, hopefully have some mainstays catch on and then, you know, maybe have like the handful that you know are around more often than not and then with those those other taps you know keep those those handles rotating with some uh, experiments that hopefully you know hit home for everybody i know i love variety uh i like walking into a brewery and you know not seeing all ipas or not seeing all of the pastry stouts that are like so popular now like i like walking in and seeing like one or two of everything like you know give me a saison give me a sour give me a stout give me a pour like I like to have options. And I think also when you're trying to bring in like friends who maybe don't have as much experience with craft beer, if you're trying to get them to like it, it's nice to have options and be like, man, if there's like 10 beers on the board, <laughs> there's gotta be like one that you like. Right. Sure. So definitely I think is the, is the way to go. Variety is the, the spice of life as they say. And I, <laughs> I think it, it is true with beer as well. I've got a little bit of like a speed round for you. It doesn't mean you have to like have a yes or no answer. You know, you could give me a, a line or two uh, response to these, but uh, just a couple quick hits that are kind of uh, just basics that, you know, I want to see what people should expect if you know what you're doing in, in these avenues already up front. But uh, roughly, do you know like business hours? Business hours will be 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. weekdays and then noon to 1 a.m. weekends. Nice. Very nice. Uh, I don't think I saw one unless it's hiding from me. The, there's not a kitchen. No kitchen. Um, food trucks, if people want to order food in, you're more than welcome. We're going to try to promote some of the great local restaurants around here, you know, help other local businesses that are in the food business. You know, we deal with beer. I mean, I know plenty about beer, and that's just what I'm sticking with. I'm going to let the people that know how to make food and run a kitchen do their own thing. 
I think uh, I think that's the one thing that's nice. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier, uh, you and I, about like just uh, how the craft beer community is and how it brings people together. And then I also think that any brew pub, you know, like if you have your own food, awesome. If you don't, it's nice that pretty much any brewery in America, like if they don't make their own food, it's going to like, of course, like we're going to welcome, here's a stack of menus, order whatever you like. Mm-hmm. And then those businesses are like, man, we get a lot of orders from that place. So you kind of build a relationship with those surrounding businesses. Uh, they obviously recognize that you're giving them business by your clientele being here, uh, getting food trucks. And then obviously everybody's got their own, you know, favorite food truck. So, you know, it's like, oh, it's such and such food truck night at, at One Allegiance. Like, it's nice when everybody can kind of like scratch each other's back with that. So uh, like you said, it's an area that definitely could have used a brewery. It's about to have one and uh, being able to help out with all the awesome food that's around this area too will, will certainly help. So um, full bar. Yes. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say full bar, but we have a good selection behind the bar. Um, We'll do cocktails, wine, cider. Call it a minimal bar. Okay, I like a minimal bar. I've been to some places <laughs> with a minimal bar. It's better. It's better than no bar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we got groups of people that come in, and and uh, some people just don't don't want a beer that night, or maybe they they do. We got both. You know, best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, you might have a person that's a, a cider person or a wine person, so nothing wrong with uh, accommodating them. Uh, growler and crowler fills, yay or nay? Yes, to both of those. Excellence. And will that be a day one thing or that'll be coming? Day one thing. Beautiful. Right, you got it. All right. I want to see some sexy growlers and crowlers, hopefully with this nice patriotic logo on it. Yeah, you'll see some awesome branding from um, my uh, my phenomenal graphic artist, Forbes Design. I got to give him a shout out. So nice. you guys will see it coming up real soon. Uh, now you mentioned maybe having like some uh, some ciders or or wines or, or cocktails and things like on the taps. Uh, as far as beer, would there be guest taps from other breweries maybe around the area? No, there will be no guest taps. Uh, we're gonna stick, you know, with all the beer that we have. Obviously, want to keep on a, a good variety and. Uh, with the tanks that we have right now, I think we'll be able to keep the 8 to 12 on, which should offer enough, you know, for people to have a, a good mixture of beer to choose from. And you might not have their beer on tap, but are you open to doing collaborations with uh, other area breweries? Yeah, absolutely. You know, collaborations are part of the industry, and it's one of those things that, you know, bring good breweries together from different neighborhoods, and you get to try out some other place, uh, get to make a better relationship with them and their neighborhood, their community, and it's one of those things that is part of the industry, and, it, it, you know, it brings, it brings that whole vibe together. Now, I know you're not going to answer this question by telling me like, oh, yes, we'll be in Binnie's by the end of the year. But is distribution on any scale something that you would consider pursuing in the future? Or are you looking to keep it all in-house at the tap room? No, everything is going to be in-house at the tap room. Um, You know, you got growlers and crawlers to go. So if you're going out for a party on a weekend, you know, stop in, grab a crawler or a growler or multiple you know, and bring them with you to go. And, you know, you'll have the freshest beer available anywhere you can get, you know, here on site at a brewery, just like any other place. So once you send out cans or bottles or kegs, you know, it it goes out to somewhere where you don't know how it's being handled. And we want to keep that all in-house so we control quality. We control how it's poured at, you know, behind our bar in a glass and the environment that the bartenders that you deal with are the ones that are most knowledgeable about our product. So we want that 
theme to stick around. And if you want to grab some beer to go, we have that option as well. And we, we talked about that a little bit before we got the mics rolling that if this place is wildly successful beyond your, your craziest dreams that you ever thought that there still are a lot of breweries now that sort of have that belief that you just mentioned there that bringing it back to the tap room and, and keeping it in-house, keeping it tap room centric that like we have everything you need. We want you to come and hang here. We want you to like spend time with your family, your friends, your neighbors, and just kind of like have that community feel. And we've got everything you need right here. We don't need to ship it out anywhere. Um, that seems to be like a little bit of a trend. I, I, I can't go and speak for like the whole country, but I would say like, at least around here, I, I feel like there's definitely a lot of places that, that share that belief. Would you say that uh, things are kind of coming back to, to being like reined in? Obviously you got the, the big monster breweries that distribute all over regionally and nationally. They're not gonna stop doing that. But just as far as like people that are up and coming and building up what they, what they have, uh, a lot seem content to just focus in house and make that as strong as they can can be yeah you do see that model coming up more often nowadays and it fits with the vibe of the craft industry because you know you get to build your community and the people that are in your neighborhood are the are the people that are going to visit most often if they enjoy your place and they want to go out for a beer or two at the end of the you know a long day working then they'll stop in um, so I think it's it's becoming pretty popular but at the same time you know those mom-and-pop shops that you know, our awesome liquor stores to have, have a great selection are also great to visit to get to get something that you want for the weekend. So I think at the end of the day, you'll see both of those places, you know, both of those models stick around. Now, you mentioned that, you know, Crowler, Growler, Phil's take it home, take it to the party, you know, freshest beer you're going to get. So would there be a time in the future where you would possibly can or bottle for special releases just to be purchased like to go here in the brewery yeah we will get into that i won't say anything about timeline right now because it's all up in the air but it's one of those things that's pretty much the normal progression and uh you know when we get into doing some barrel aging or some wild beers you know it's one of those things where um, we want people to be able to take it home and uh and enjoy it on you know in their own house you know whether it's with friends or you know by themselves or you know at a party you know we, we just want that to have that option available i like it i like it let's get to the point where your barrel age program is is so amazing that people check into the hotel down the road and they line up all down <laughs> harlem waiting for you to open for that special bottle release let's Wh hope so let's whenever, <laughs> whenever that may be but uh glad to hear that 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 is uh part of the future plans um Maybe this kind of goes uh, without saying. Uh, you said you're a patriotic guy. There's a patriotic theme to the brewery. Uh, I assume, like as I joked, hey, Fourth of July might be big for you. Um, whether it's Independence Day, some other occasion, do you already have in the works, or can you see yourself maybe planning out special occasion and and maybe something that potentially becomes like annual events uh, here at the brewery? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the my favorite beers to brew actually every single year is a Martin. Um, so our Oktoberfest, I'm planning on throwing a big celebration every year and bringing people in to enjoy it all together and have a good time. Um, and then with that said, also, uh, you know, other holidays or even non-holidays. So we have a huge backyard beer garden that we're going to throw parties in 
all summer long so we're going to have some bands come out maybe not every weekend but at least once a month and um, hopefully get a big crowd of people that just want to jam out to some music and uh, have some good beer i like that i like that so holidays or no holidays you don't you don't need it to be marked on the calendar it doesn't have to be a day off of work to have a good time so uh between out front out back you've got a lot of space to work with it sounds like it's going to be a great atmosphere to have events and to and to have like really special occasions like that so uh and again opening as as the weather finally starts to warm here in chicago just kind of lines up perfectly with with launching things like that and then this might actually lead into part of your answer for this we'll see what you have to say what would you say is a unique differentiator or differentiators it could be more than one that you think will set yourself apart from other chicagoland breweries because chicago and its suburbs everybody makes good beer it's not you can't just say like oh yeah we're gonna make great beer it's gonna you're all making great beer so aside from the beer itself the product itself uh what about the way you will do things or maybe like something that you will do that's unique in its own way that not everybody else is doing? What do you think might end up being a calling card here at One Allegiance? Sure. And, you know, uh, I'll agree with you there that everybody in Chicago is making awesome beer. And I think we are now the craft beer mecca of the United States. Um, you know, you go to any brewery and you can find an awesome juicy IPA or, uh, you know, a nice stout. Um, so it's tough to compete based on beer alone. So my thought, and just coming from my own um, point of view, I mean, I'm a perfectionist, so it's all about those little details. I mean, we spent hundreds of thousands of hours working on the place and building it with our bare hands. And, you know, that kind of theme that we've, we've had building the bar or, you know, doing a mural on the wall, you know, that's one of those things that we want to make people come in and feel welcome. And and kind of get our our vibe based on that but then also behind the bar you know our bartender is going to be super knowledgeable and not only about beer but about cocktails about wine cider um, it's one of those things where you come up and maybe you don't know what you want or you want to try something different you ask them a question and they'll they'll uh, point you in the right direction but then also and it's one of those things that a lot of our breweries have a lot of space. So we want to really push that outdoor Chicago drinking weather. So we have a huge patio on the front, um, you know, so you can sit out front, enjoy some nice music on the speakers and lights and, uh, you know, everything at night. And then at the same time, we have a huge backyard beer garden where if you want to play bags or throw a frisbee, play some soccer, um, you know, you're welcome to do anything you want and just enjoy yourself. So it's all about that, you know, outdoor drinking weather in Chicago. Uh, I like that. I mean, you, you basically uh, you went through the timeline of how long it was uh, that you had this building and couldn't <laughs> stick a shovel in the ground. So, damn it, if you're not going to fully use every square inch of, of this lot that you have, uh, it sounds like uh, all these awesome plans will, will be coming to fruition. And, you know, if it's raining, there's like some massive TVs I'm looking at over here. How many inches are these? Yeah, that uh, that ended up being a little bigger than we expected. But yeah, we got <laughs> a nice 75-inch like TV up on this wall. We got <laughs> two 65-inch TVs behind the bar. I mean, So if know, there's like a sporting <laughs> event or something or, yeah, you know. You might see a couple games. Games on the TVs here and there. I think you have both the inside and the outside covered. Uh, I guess one little offshoot of, of that too, as far as just like a, a vibe goes, um, 
is there any kind of like a like a sound system throughout the the tap room where we have like music and stuff? Yeah, so I mean we have like 20 speakers throughout the whole brewery. Um, so we'll, well, you know, we got music playing all the time. Um, I had to mute it now today for our for our you know nice. podcast with uh, after work drinks, but uh, definitely have music playing all the time. Uh, music inside will be a possibility. Um, you know, one or two man band probably be good, but sometimes it gets a little difficult in a smaller space. Yeah, you can usually do something space. small, you know, stripped yeah, down yeah, like yeah, that. And, you know, and somebody be good. playing on a guitar, and you know, um, it's always a nice, nice vibe to to have a little bit of live music playing while you're while you're sitting there and sipping on a beer. You know, whatever the case may be, it all just adds to that experience, uh, which it sounds like you have like the full 360 degrees of anything you could possibly want to do you know whether it's music sports play it outside watch it on the tvs in here um you know just chat with people people who are knowledgeable like you said employees that are going to be able to make recommendations things like that it sounds like you're just gonna have the full experience so that's really really exciting and i would agree i would say your unique differentiator is that you've got all the bases covered and you can kind of be that chameleon that like we can be for you customer whatever you want (laughs) us to be tell us what experience you want we got it that's the pretty much the setup of where you're hoping to go in 2020. What, in your mind, are, are goals that you would like to achieve in year one to consider this a success? Well, one of the big things we want to do is expand the brewery just to get more fermenters in so that way we can offer our customers more variety. Um, right now we're set up with four tanks, and you know that'll give us a, a good variety that we have on tap, but at the same time, more tanks are always great because we can do some more experimenting with uh, barrel aging and you know one of the big things that we don't have too much of are our wild beers around the Chicagoland area so one of those things with more tanks we'd be able to brew some stuff put them into barrels and and just see where they go so that's one of the big things that I'll see as a huge success if we can bring in two or four more tanks in, in year one um, the other thing is just uh, being able to develop our uh, our patio and bring in some solid uh, beer or uh, food trucks, excuse me, and uh, make sure people enjoy themselves out there. Yeah, definitely uh, establish a, a strong clientele so that there's demand and a reason to have these additional tanks, these additional beers and, and experimentation, things like that. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. And uh, I, I see all the potential in the world in this place. I think it's a, a great looking spot. And I'm really, really excited to see where it goes in the coming months. Uh, and of course, a lot of what we said today is kind of like, vague like you know we're hoping to open around this time and we're hoping in the summer to do this on our patio and in the backyard and then yeah we plan to do this and we plan to do that obviously we're not even day one doors open yet so we can't give anybody any specifics but when that information is ready and when that information comes uh we want to let the people know where they can find you so uh, you can give us the address of the building because they got to get here when they're ready to drink. <laughs> and then uh, also give us your website and your social media so people know where to, where to follow so that they, they get these little updates on their timeline and they know when you're going to open, when you're brewing this beer, when this band's going to be playing acoustic in here, when we're going to have a Super Bowl party, when we're going to have a, a St. Paddy's Day, a 4th of July, whatever it may be. Let us let us know where that information can be found. Sure. So the best way to uh, you know follow what we're up to is on Facebook or Instagram at One Allegiance, all spelled out. So O N E Allegiance, like Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, 
follow us there and then we'll let you know as soon as we have an opening date set and you can come check us out otherwise you know we have our website www.oneallegiance.com pretty straightforward same as everything else always you know? <laughs> always nice when all your social media and your website is the same phrasing it's Except always nice when you don't have to compromise only problem is twitter twitter uh, someone else has it so we're working on that right now but damn we're you using, twitter <laughs> we're not using twitter too much anymore yeah um, otherwise we are located on 102nd in harlem right across from walmart come check us out the actual address is 10215 south harlem in chicago ridge um, we'd be glad to have you uh please stop by Zach, you uh, went to school for business, and now you are about to be in the business of making your own beer. Congrats on that, man. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and giving us a preview of what we can expect from One Allegiance in 2020. Best of luck to all you guys, and uh, we got a couple of beers here. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, Pooch. Thanks for having me. <laughs> for all of our latest show info, like upcoming interviews and guests, visit facebook.com slash podcast and like us today. I hope we can be friends. We're friends to the end, remember? And there you have it. Everything that you can expect a little bit down the road when Chicagoland's newest brewery, One Allegiance Brewing in Chicago Ridge, Illinois, finally gets to open its doors. Uh, It sounds like uh, a lot of cool stuff is in store. But uh, for now, as you hopefully heard before the interview started, uh, that was recorded like at the beginning of March, like last day of February, first day of March, if I recall. And that was before this whole coronavirus COVID-19 thing broke out. So uh, while Zach was hoping to open his doors probably around the weekend of the 20th, if at all possible, instead he opened his to-go beer window. And uh, hey, that's better than nothing, man. We'll take what we can get. So uh, that opening weekend of the the 20th, uh, I know they did some kind of... uh, random hours where they just like winged it and try to stay there for people as, as long as they could. Uh, now, as it kind of becomes clear that these businesses are, are going to be to go only for the foreseeable future, there are some more solid locked in hours uh, that One Allegiance will be operating on a regular basis. Uh, so if you are interested in picking up something from their to go window, uh, right now their hours are... Thursday and Fridays from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday from noon till 8 p.m., and Sunday from noon till 6 p.m. Currently, they are closed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I assume those are hardcore brew days to keep up with the demand. And, of course, this is just where we sit right now. Uh, If there are changes in the days and weeks to come, the best way to stay on top of that information is to follow them on social media. So uh, please visit Zach and company at Facebook and Instagram at One Allegiance. Uh, That is spelled out one, O-N-E, not the number, O-N-E Allegiance. Or uh, you can go check out their website, which is going to have some information coming soon. Uh, It should be launching anytime now. And that will be One Allegiance, again, spelled out O-N-E, OneAllegiance.com. And with all that being said, uh, for me personally, it is good to be back. But outside of publishing that lost episode that I promised from uh, back in the holiday season, 
Uh, I can't really say when uh, the next brand new content episode will be uh, because it's obviously hard right now to sit down with guests during a pandemic. Uh, You know, there are online video and audio chat things like that. Uh, Maybe we could do something like Zoom or one of those other services and possibly sit down with, uh, with somebody possibly do a little uh, online beer review or something like that. Uh, I will definitely look into seeing if we can pull off something like that. Um, Not wanting to let too much time pass in in between episodes now that I'm back. But unfortunately, this is kind of like, take it as it comes, man, one day at a time so we can all get through this. But uh, yeah, I obviously prefer the intimacy of sitting down with somebody in person. Uh, I'm very lucky I was able to sneak that interview in with Zach, not knowing what was on the horizon to come a couple weeks later. And uh, I hope I'm able to sit down with uh, head brewers and owners uh, at some of Chicagoland's greatest breweries again very soon. Hopefully by this summer, fingers crossed. But because it's kind of like a who knows what's next situation right now in in America, uh, the best way to stay informed on the latest with the podcast is to follow us on social media. So again, our Facebook and Instagram is at awd podcast and our twitter is at awd pod if we get updates on on who the next guest is or what's the next uh, event or thing that we'll be documenting that's where you're going to see it first so stay tuned to those and whenever we're able to record and publish some new content for you guys i guarantee you that you won't miss a new episode if you subscribe so please go to your favorite podcast provider whether that is apple Podcasts, spotify google play stitcher or our host soundcloud and uh just click that little subscribe button and they will make sure that you are automatically directed to any new releases and between now and the next time i'm able to speak with you guys uh just go out there and try to support your local breweries and their staff in these crazy times if you can Of course, when you do that, I mean, the situation's changed, but some things still remain the same. I still want you to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. You can drink and isolate. You can drink and quarantine. Yes. Drink and drive? No. Big no-no. And as always, be good to each other, and I truly hope this pod can serve as a small distraction from what's going on in the world right now, and I hope we're able to do it again real soon. And that's going to do it for this episode of AWD. Be sure to follow us on social media for bonus content and all the latest show news and announcements. This has been the After Work Drinks podcast. Until next time, cheers. Hey man, I need a strong drink. But first, I need to sneak out of work real fast. Kick the shit off like a wedding crash. Hit my computer off. I slide past my boss. I will be tossed. If I'm caught again, but fuck it. I'm on the cell phone calling all my friends. People say I got hex games for brains Cause the way I live my life, I must be insane But life's an adventure, I just ride it out Live in the moment, might die tomorrow Relax, I don't write this song to make it back I wrote the song cause works out, man, it's time to drink You know